Good morning on this Tuesday in the fifth week of Easter. Continue our journeys through Acts. And today a bit of a travelogue with places that we can visit. You can actually visit them today in tours of this area. This is the south-central mountainous region of modern-day Turkey. And Luke, in recording these, this travel of Barnabas and Paul, is naming the cities in which they are stopping in Iconium and in Lystra and Derbe, in Antioch of Pisidia. And he's making their way, they're making their way uh, through the region, and he, their first missionary journey of the three is a bit of an out and back. So he goes out, stops at these cities, and returns to those cities on the way back to Antioch, which is in Syria, where they, where they conclude today's passage. But they've been having good success. In fact, it's in Lystra where Paul heals a man. In Lystra, there was a crippled man, lame from birth, who had never walked. He listened to Paul speaking, who looked intently at him, saw that he had faith to be healed, and called out in a loud voice, Stand up, straight on your feet. And he jumped up and began to walk about. When the crowd saw that Paul had done this, they cried out in their Laconian local dialect, The gods have come down to us in human form. Remember, these are Greeks, and so they're, they're very much aware of this pantheistic idea of multiple gods. So they call Barnabas Zeus, and they call Paul Hermes. And he's mad at them. Paul gets mad at them for calling them the names of a god. The apostles Paul and Barnabas tore their garments when they heard this and rushed out into the crowd shouting, Men, why are you doing this? We are of the same nature as you. We are human beings. We proclaim to you the good news that you should turn from these idols to the living God. That's happening in Lystra. Now in Lystra, one of the small mountainous cities, then some Jews were told, that's how today's passage began, begins, some Jews from Antioch of Pisidia, that's the, the, the Antioch that's in Turkey. Some Jews from Antioch and Iconium arrived and they won over the crowds and then they stoned Paul and they dragged him out of the city. They stoned him and they dragged him out. They must have stoned him so bad because they supposed, Luke tells us, they supposed that he was dead. But this next verse I find beautiful, verse 20 of chapter 14. But when the disciples gathered around Paul, he got up and went right back into the city. <laughs> there, that's showing them. You stoned me so bad that you thought I was dead. I stood up and went right back into the city of Lystra, into the village of Lystra. On the following day, he and Barnabas left and they went down to Derby. And after they proclaimed the good, good news there, and made a considerable number of apostles, remember, a considerable number of disciples, rather. This is, remember, we're reflecting on the book of Acts and why we read it as a church in the immediacy of Easter. It's because we're learning how the Christian faith grew so fast and spread so fast. And as you've heard multiple times said, Luke gives us these locations and specificity so that those who would hear the book of Acts read in the following decades would hear about these events in these specific cities where they could go and actually meet people who were there present at those events. Luke gives us that detail. You've said before, or I've said before, you've heard it, I'm not original in this, of course. If, if one puts faith aside and just engages the Gospel and the New Testament with intellect, you arrive at a conclusion of its truth. Just intellectually, you arrive at a conclusion of its truth. Not, Faith, obviously, but 
You can arrive there intellectually if you just look at the sequence and the fact chain of events that occurred and how it was documented and how verifiable all of these events were. That's what Luke gives us in this beautiful work. They strengthened the spirits of the disciples and exhorted them to preserve in the faith, persevere in the faith, rather. It is necessary for us to undergo hardships in order to enter the kingdom of God. And that's true in our life now and as it was for them. Hopefully we're not getting stoned. We're then told by Luke, they appointed presbyters. So already we have the early formation of the church. This is in the immediacy of Christ. You know, in the, in the first two decades after Christ's ascension, the church structure already comes into form. You have presbyters assigned to each of these communities to help lead, guide, and shepherd them. And they prayed together, and they, they offered fasting, and they commended them to the Lord in whom they had put their faith. Then we're told by Luke, they traveled through Pisidia, that's a region, reached Pamphyla, and after proclaiming the word at Perga, they went down to Italia, got on a boat, and now they're gonna sail back to Antioch, which is in Syria. So this is their return leg. And that's what chapter 14 is. It's a description of their first missionary journey, Paul and Barnabas, with detail of each of the cities in which they stopped. That's how map makers who insert their works into the back of many Bibles are able to show with specificity these locations and places where they went. And we today in the 21st century, should we be interested in that, could travel to that region and walk that same, walk those same roads, go to those same cities, considerably different now than then, but you can see places because they're part of a tourist offering for pilgrimage, go to these same places where Paul and Barnabas preached. In John's Gospel, we're in the 14th chapter. We know the 14th chapter is the Bread of Life Discourse. It's the Last Supper, 14th chapter, Last Supper. And today's excerpt is the final verses of that 14th chapter. You, you know this just through your experience and knowledge of the Catholic faith. Throughout the entire Mass, the, pre, the presider is quoting Scripture most of the Mass, just quoting Scripture most of the Mass. The Mass begins with the final verse of the second letter to the Corinthians, right? It begins with the peace of Christ be with you, love of the Father, fellowship of the Holy Spirit. That's the final verse of the second letter to Corinthians because Corinth was the most universal city at the time and known world. And so the message we're about to speak and the experience and openness of the faith is a welcoming to all in the world. So Mass begins with a quotation from Scripture. And here today, we have in our communion rite, you, heard, you hear in, our, in our, our prayers, the Eucharistic prayer offering, as we segue into the communion rite, you hear the celebrant say, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. The celebrant here is quoting, he's quoting from 1427, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. You'll hear that said this morning, you'll hear that said in every Mass, part of the communion rite. But our Lord is telling the disciples, the supper has concluded, they're in the upper room, it's before they ascend Mount Olive for his evening of prayer and for his arrest. And he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You've heard me tell you I am going away and I will come back to you. If you love me, you would rejoice that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And he says, I'm telling you this before it happens, so that you know what is happening. I'm telling you this, that I will go away, I will die, he's told him that before, and I will come back. 
He's reaffirming that for them so that you know what is happening when it happens. I will no longer speak with you, much with you. That's true. As they ascend Mount Olives, he goes up into the garden, as we know from our reading of Scripture, and he's quiet. He's off by himself in prayer. Peter, James, and John are proximate to him, but he walks away from them even some distance and falls in prayer, prostrate on the ground to the Father. So he's not speaking much with them at all, as he said would be the case. The evil one is coming, but he has no power over me. And that's our confidence, as we rest in the strength and confidence of the Lord. There are tough things in the world. The evil one does roam the earth. All bad things that happen are not necessarily evil. That's not the case. But there is evil in the world, and our Lord is telling us, do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't don't be discouraged in that fear. Be like Paul. You may get stoned in life. You may endure hardship. Get right back up and go right back on mission. That's the encouragement our Lord is giving us today. So as we now segue in our beautiful offering to the liturgy of the Eucharist, let's listen to those words, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. That is what our Lord promises as we continue in our walk of faith. God bless.